Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild one to a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United winner from away. On the edge of the box, Adolfi. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Adolfi! Good evening, one and all. Welcome to the Emergency Podcast of New York Talk. We have a million pound player to talk about. Yes, Rotherham United have signed a player for over a million pounds. Um, it's going to take us at least an hour to get our head around that. Um, and then we've got a game to talk about. We play, well, technically two games. We are playing on Saturday and we did play Tuesday. We will just gloss over that a little bit. We might get a mention or two, but. There's more important stuff to talk about than going to Stoke on a Tuesday night. Um, anyway, Mick, how are you doing? I'm all good, mate. Thank you very much. It's very nice of you to ask. Good. Uh, Joy, you're back with us. How are you doing, Joy? Very good as well. Thank you, Matt. Brill and Ben's made a special appearance. Brother spend a million pounds. Ben turns up. How are you doing, Ben? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> good. Very, very good. Why do you always um, do me last? Because I feel like it makes you a bit uncomfortable, to be honest. I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. So I'll I'll say hello to you again once Danny gets here, because Danny will be here in a minute. I'll say hello to you again, just again, try to make you a bit more uncomfortable. Uh, um, YouTube says good evening, one and all. Uh, Chris Nichols on on number what's called says let's hope it's worth it. Um, Powermed UK says one million pounds. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the only only. I'm not going to read Shelley's comment. Um, well, there's only one place to start. This has been in the in the rumor mill for a couple of days, Joy. It's not one of those that's rumbled on for weeks and weeks. It's been in the rumor mill for two or three days, and some number has come to Rugby United and a million pounds, so over a million pounds for the first time ever. How are you feeling about the overall deal? And excited that Millers are splashing that kind of cash. Well, yeah, I mean, you say it's uh, relatively new. It was actually mooted at the beginning of the transfer window, mm. if you remember, uh, because of obviously uh, Matt Taylor's links with Exeter City, because there was a uh, non-bay mention, wasn't there? There was um, the lad that went Collins, to Peterborough, so. Collins, mm. and the defender as well. Uh, so yeah. there were three of them that were mentioned early doors, but obviously they went to other teams, but Nombe's sort of picked up, I think, since we got the seven you know, seven figures for Ben, to be honest, I think obviously freed up the uh, purse strings for uh, Mr Stewart, I would suggest I mean, it's a four-year deal I mean, you know, that's that's a commitment from the club and from Mr Nombe himself he's 24 Good age. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I've, obviously, we've all seen what Exeter fans thought about him uh, very, very well. Uh, we've seen what Matt said about him, which seems to concur with what the Exeter fans have been coming out with about, you know, a pacey, strong uh, midfielder. His figures aren't bad as well. What is it? Uh, played 84 games for them, 27 goals, 10 assists. 
that's the uh, you know involvement mm. in a, a goal every game or so, a couple of games or so. And his XG in League One was fourteen point four nine for League One goals and three point three one for League One assists, which are not bad figures mm. uh, at all. So promising, incredibly promising. And I think what else is promising is like it's not wasted money, is it? Yeah, a million is a lot of money for Rotherham. But over a four-year period, uh, if this guy proves himself, it you know, it's an investment, isn't it? And mm. it's not wasted money. It's not loan money. We're not, uh, you know, developing a guy for another team, if that makes sense. So win-win as far as I'm concerned going forward. I completely agree. Um, Nick, this has sort of worked around through the Ben Wiles deal. And this is, again, something that's not very Rotherham United. Matt Tillis is right. I, I want. I obviously want number. I want. I want this guy as a striker, but I need to. I need to get the cash. So it says right. We will offload you to bring you in. Brother, have never ever been very good at that. I remember. I'm mean, again. I'm going back 20 years. But I remember Ronnie Morse sold Alan Lee for nearly a million pounds. He got 150 grand to spend. As an example, that's that's the Rotherham United way normally. This seems it's a very forward thinking and modern way of doing things, which again is not something we associate with it, with our club. It hasn't been traditionally, has it? But but we've said before on this podcast, you know, over the last 12 years that the, the club has modernised and modernised and modernised. Um, and we're, we're almost up into the 21st century now. Um, you know, I mean, we're getting there, aren't we? Um, it, it's, it, it's good business. It's really, really good business. You know, we sold we sold the player who was never going to sign another contract with us. Um Quite clearly, because he had plenty of opportunity, and um, so we've got the money for him, and we've gone and invested it somewhere else. It's it's what I would have liked to have done for for many many years. We've never been in a position to do it, and because of the hard work that Tony Stewart's put in over the last twelve years, we are now in a position to do it. So it can only be it, it's another positive step for me, um, of a, a, a positive been a progress more progress of you know from Tony Stewart's tenure as, as chairman it's 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 brilliant it's good good from mm. that point of view obviously he's got this lad's gonna turn up on oh, Saturday it is and do it on the pitch but you know, I, I accept that we're just talking about the principle of the matter at the moment and um it, it just shows for me that the club's being run properly. Yeah I agree I should Danny's Danny's with us how are you doing Danny? I'm doing all right. Sorry for the, the late comings. I was making a cup of tea to celebrate our first million pound player. <laughs> yeah. Scotty Price says, Tony seems to be giving Matt Taylor anything he wants. Wonder why he never backed any other managers like this. All I would sort of say to that, Danny, is that Matt Taylor's had to do this. But obviously money come from Tony Stewart. But this has been Matt Taylor playing with the budget, to be honest with you. Stewart's not mm. just gone out and said, he has, has 1.5 million for TIE and, and, and Nombe. He's had to, like, like we talked about Ben Wiles, Matt Taylor has been really clever and cute about what he's done with the budget. And that's just to Matt Taylor praise rather than a dig at what Stuart's done to previous managers for me. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, Taylor said himself that they're not just lump sum fees, you know, they'll be yeah. paid out steadily in instalments. And I suppose um, the bulk of it has come from Wiles going to Huddersfield, which, you know, I think is just over a million. Like, obviously, we've had to pay out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, to get the 1.5 available for both Nombay and Tai, but at the same time, the Wiles deal has footed a fair bit of it, so it shows a vast amount of reinvestment, which I think is a good thing as well. It's showing that um, the calls being run properly enough where a sale isn't just going to the maintenance of anything in the background, it's actually going back into the playing squad. Um, and I was just on the um, <clears throat> the White Rose podcast before this, and I said we've signed a million pound player, and the look of shock on everyone's <laughs> face as Rotherham signed a player for a million pounds. Um, we're only forty four years behind the first one, be right. Um, but yeah, just going back to the comment, like it seems that um, Taylor gets to gets to basically get all the money that he wants, you know. And I think it's because he just. Say to Stuart, look, this is what we need. This is what I need to make this squad better. And, and you know, we're just not going to improve if we don't have it. Um, I don't know whether how, how in-depth it goes or anything, because I'm not the fly on the wall in those discussions or anything. But it must be such a well-laid-out plan. And Taylor mm. has said that there is a plan in place for everything. It must be such a well-laid-out plan that Stuart's looked at it and gone, actually, 
we can actually achieve this. And he's gone about it that way. Either that or Stuart has been visited by three ghosts over pre-season and, and, he's, <laughs> and he's been told to spend his money. Um, but I know I've missed the, the talk about the non-bay deal, but from what Exeter fans have been saying and how much they are going to miss him, we've got a really good signing here. Just fingers crossed he can do it in the Championship and there's no looming pressure of him being our most expensive player that will weigh on him either. Mm. Yeah, uh, Ben. Thoughts on the deal? First of all, Ben, I should say that the comments are light. Lit, are been lit up with comments about your facial hair again, uh, <laughs> as it always is when you come on. To be honest with you, Ben, um, I'll not ask you about that. I want to embarrass you a little bit. Well, I've um, got the same facial hair as you, apart from on the side. So whatever. Yeah, but people have more comments about yours than mine. Yeah, because so, they can't see this because <laughs> of the camera angle. This is That's there. Me. It's not just the task. Let's move Where? on. Exactly. Let's move Can't on. Let's move on, Ben. 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 This is also an. I mean, not to, not, not show off anything, Ben. But there's that as well. You know. <laughs> move on, Ben. Million pound deal. Uh, it's a it's a reinvestment. I think John Mills put. Uh, it's also a signing with a, a final player with potential resale value. It's the way clubs have to operate. It's the way we haven't operated in the past. It's it's again. It's looking ahead. It's not just thinking right. Will he keep us up this season? It's about thinking, right, two years, two or three years down the line, how's that going to look for us? It, it feels, again, feels forward thinking. Yeah, I mean, this is all based on the assumption that he's a good player and he plays well. You know, it is a, definitely an investment. It's definitely forward thinking. But, um, you know, what if he does his ACL on Saturday or he plays crap, you know, and he's, a, he's, not, he's not a good player? You know what I mean? These are all possibilities. So, um I don't know. I think it's a good sign. I agree with what everyone said, to be honest. It is forward thinking. Um, I just hope the pressure doesn't get to him or he doesn't kind of smell his own roses and take it all in. You know, first million pound player or whatever. I hope that don't get to his head kind of thing. I don't know. I think it's a good deal. Hmm. Uh, Matt and just coming in to forgive me. Uh, how do we know it's a million pounds? The website says undisclosed fee. Sorry, I must have missed something. Uh, just from Paul Davis mainly, to be honest with you. Seven figure deal. Um, yeah, a, so, lot, a lot of journalists are reporting it's believed to be over a million pounds. Yeah, it's, and, it is and, and believed course, to be in the journalism world generally means yeah. yeah <laughs> sorry about, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, if a journalist says it's my understanding, it's depending on the journal, it's it's probably true. Um, some journals are not. Well, that's that will fuel that one, Mick. Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll not comment. <laughs> uh, but Paul Davis is. You know, we know how good Paul Davis is and they know how, how in the know he is. So if Paul Davis says it's a seven, seven, seven figure deal, that's that's more than good enough for me um, to assume that's the case. We have now a little bit of a treat. We have spoken to Danny's friend, who he's going to give me the name of now. Uh, Jed Penberthy. Who has what watch number? Who's watch number for the for his entire I think Ryan's saying Danny's entire time at Exeter. Um, so he he's sent a little clip. He's going to give us a breakdown of what to expect from number and we will back in two minutes and 48 seconds. Well, thanks for having me on. Well, Sam Nombe, what to expect? The initial thoughts is that he's a solid signing for you guys. I think you've seen from the reaction from City fans is that he is well-loved, well-respected. He will be missed around SJP. And right now, at the time of recording, he was our only uh, fit and experienced striker up top. He, um, he did come in a couple of years ago as one of Matt Taylor's marquee signings. It was quite rare back then for us to, to actually buy players, but I think he came to us uh, matching the club record fee, or, or at least close to it, and he, he, he did hit the ground running. He's pacey, prolific, he presses well, but I think that the thing that Taylor loved most about him was his physicality. There was a couple of times where he just barged the full back off the ball and struck the ball into the corner and... It was that presence up top that I think that Taylor really favoured from him. He holds the play up well enough and can peel in behind. Um, well, without him, he wouldn't have gone up. Wouldn't have even been close to promotion. Um, I mean, he scored 27 goals in 85 games. So one in three isn't too bad going for the lower leagues. Can he replicate in the championship, though? That's the That's the big question. It is interesting that that he's left because as City fans, though we're sad he's gone, we haven't quite had the meltdown we would have previously had when big players leave. He Had he scored a couple already this season, it may have been different, but from the games that I've seen him, he hasn't quite looked as sharp 
as he does when he's at his best. Maybe it's because of this transfer was on his mind. Maybe it was because he, he knew he was leaving. But but he hasn't performed badly. He hasn't played badly. He's just uh, he's just not scored this season, basically. And the hold-up play, the physicality, his creativity is still there. I mean, he's contributed a couple of times this season without scoring himself. But if we can replace him with someone similar, I think we'll be all right. Ultimately, I think it's the best signing for all three parties. You guys desperately needed a striker who will give absolutely everything for his manager. And I don't think I need to go into detail how much Sam means to Matt and vice versa. For City, it's a good profit from him. Uh, a bit will go to MK Dons. And you just wonder how we'll work around his absence this Saturday and before the window shuts. And finally, for Sam himself, it's a great chance for him to prove what he can do in the championship. He's a player who, when he does get his first goal, he will get a hatful. And that's really exciting for you guys. I know that Matt Taylor, Wayne Carlisle and Dan Green will mould the attack around him. And he'll, and as a focal point, he should do well at Rotherham. Basically, look after him and he'll look after you. So yeah, uh, best of luck to Sam and you guys have got a good signing on there. Thank you very much for that. That is it's interesting. Um, it's interesting. Let's talk about how he's going to fit into the system because we've been playing with the A striker. Uh, the only time we've seen two strikers is is during the game game changes. That hasn't is that's how it's been under Matt Tiller and under previous managements as well. This is, this to me scares a change because I, I think he likes Hugo. He really likes Hugo. I think he likes what Hugo does. Mm, uh, yeah. I couldn't. I would be surprised to see Hugo come out of the team for number, but. Number is not going to not going to play, so it's been interesting. This to me is a sign of a change going forward. Potentially, yeah. Potentially, it is. You know, it's, it's potentially a change of formation um, or um, a rotation with uh, with Jordan Hugo to see who gets the most goals. And um, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what Matt Taylor wants to do. Um, is he going to be part form part of this front three that we've we've had? Uh, if that's the case, what happens to Fred? Uh, does he drop a little bit further back? You know, it's, it's it's giving it's giving Matt Taylor a bit of a headache there. I mean, Anya Dimna is not necessarily a, a striker, is he? No. You know, he's more of a defender turned winger, if you like. Um, Andre Green on the other side is more of a striker turned left of a front three. Mm. You know, so it's been, it's, there's a little bit of, been a bit of mixing and matching there. So it, we'll have to wait and see what Matt Taylor what Matt Taylor thinks. Um, they sound quite similar players. Who uh, does Hugel and and, uh, and number? So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but it's a good headache to have, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very good headache to have. Um, Joy, we obviously heard in the clip there about Matt Taylor being a big fan of number. Obviously signing for a million pounds, but that's that's a good sign. He knows the players. He's not signing. He's not spending a million pounds on somebody who's not worked with before and needs to maybe understand it. He knows what this guy needs to succeed. Or I was at League Two and League One, but he knows what this guy needs. So maybe is that, is that a little bit less of a risk, you think, or is it still a million pound risk? I think so. I mean, because basically um, what you've got to think is, is the experience that Matty Taylor's had with Nombe and vice versa as mm. to what uh, the guy from Exeter just touched upon. The other thing as well is Matt's stepped up, hasn't he, uh, to the championship? Everybody's got to have the opportunity to develop and step up. He's only 24, you know, he's, he's not the finished article yet. And as the guy in the, um, you know, the Exeter fan said, you know, if they know him already, they're hitting the ground running, aren't they? They're not going to have to you know, get to know him and, and, and find out what his strengths, weaknesses are and how to play with him or how to integrate him into a team. They'll have an idea about that already, I would assume. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he's in to start on Saturday, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I hear that he has, he has signed in time to be at least on the team sheet for Saturday. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they've been doing in training there uh, this week uh, since he signed on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, well, since he came up yesterday. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I mean, you've got, you've got to also think that, you know, he's another guy that's made a bit of a schlep halfway up the country to come from Exeter to Yorkshire. It's not, it's not like, you know, tripping across the Barnsley, is it? You know, but... Um, you know, so obviously Sam himself is is into you know in, is willing to buy into this. And what I'm hearing uh, around from Matt Taylor and the other coaches is they are calling him a Rotherham type player. 
okay. you know. So, you know, I think, as I said before, it seems to me win-win all, all across the board. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I always spoke well in his interview uh, that he did with the club website. He actually called Matt Taylor Matty, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't Gaffer or Boss, it was Matty. Yeah. Um, mm. Which, again, shows they've got a relationship. I, I, I kind of like that they've got that relationship in there. Um, but I think that's, I think that's a pos- certainly is a positive. Um, Danny... Again, had you thought, well, we'll talk about Norwich game in a minute in a bit more detail, but thoughts on what this means going forward? I suppose a difficult question to answer, bearing in mind we might still sign two or three more players in the next 24 hours. We don't, we're not finished yet, I suppose. That's that's again a positive that we spent this money and we ain't done yet. Yeah, definitely. And we've still got those two loan um, options available as well. Like, obviously, we can go out and sign lo- more loan players, but we've still got the two options left in the match day squad, which... Is good. I mean, Taylor spoke of how the opportunity came up to buy him permanently, and you know we sort of like nipped in and got it done as quickly as we could. And Nonbay even said it happened really quickly, and he couldn't really turn it down. Working with Taylor and, and playing Championship football, um, <clears throat> but in terms of the strike that he is, like Jed said in the clip, you know he's quite pacey but powerful. Um, he knows where the goal is. <clears throat> um, and in terms of not uh, lower league football, he has been quite prolific. Um, and Taylor knows how to get the best out of him. Uh, so hopefully it just carries on into the championship, even though it is another step up. But in terms of where it leaves us, it's very interesting because you now we've got Hugo, who was our main man and um, going forward, but he always needs someone on like on the side of him or just behind him, sort of thing, to, to go forward and support him and play that ball through. And Nombay is an assister. I think he got 10 assists, I think, last season. Yeah. Uh, again, just kettle of fish because it's League One, but if that's one role that he's playing, it could prove fruitful for us. Uh, but again, it's like we've been playing with the three with Onyema on the right hand side and Green on the left. So it's like, where does that leave us with that? Is Nombay going to come in and looking to be? More impact player when people are getting tired and and, and you know and you tries to power through him or play on set pieces and rotate it round that way. Uh, where does that leave Georgie as well? Where does that leave uh, Coyote? Um, I think I think it's a signing that's that's happened to really like push everybody else, but to give us more options off the bench because now it opens up so many different channels in of itself. You know we don't have to start Hugo. Every single time now, we can either start Hugel and bring Nombe on, or we can start Nombe and bring Hugel on just to like keep it ebbing and flowing. Which I think, with Nombe being a bit more of a versatile, pacey forward, he might be able to play out wider. He maybe might be able to play more centrally just to accommodate Hugel if he plays wider or to replace him if not, etc. So there are a lot of options and a lot of doors that have been opened up with this signing, but I think. Um, for me, anyway, the most important line Jed said there, he knows where the goal is. Yeah. You know, so, so he knows that rectangle to aim for. And we've still not had a striker score this season. We nearly had one, but it got ruled off for something daft. Um, so that's why I'm quite happy with this signing. But again, I don't want the whole looming chandelier over him of oh, he's our most expensive player to get to him. I hope he looks at it and goes, I've got a point to prove here. And I've got something to live up to, so he's going to crack on and and really drive to be uh, the best that he can be. And I think Matt Taylor being honest and saying he still has areas to work on shows he is willing to kick on and improve as well. And that's something we want as well. We want someone to adapt their game, not just to improve them, but to improve us. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, um, million pounds, Ben, on him, obviously. Um, I building what Mick and Daniel said that. I can't see him not playing as a central striker because imagine paying a million pounds for somebody who was a striker and putting him on right hand side or right wing or left wing or whatever like that. It's something Steve Evans might do um, had he been putting a million pounds to spend. But it'll, could you see him not playing as a central striker, bearing in mind the cash that has been outlaid? I don't think the cash plays any part. I think Matt Taylor will play him where, he's bit, where he sees fit for the team and what's going to help him play his system best. I don't think it matters if you got him for free or spent hundred grand, hundred million on him. Uh, he's going to play where Taylor wants him to play and where he's going to be most effective for the team. Is he not? I, I would have thought you want to be. I would right assume wing. so. I would assume. The, the point I'm, is, that I'm assuming right this new guy. You'd spend what? a million pounds on a right winger. 
Oh, you want left wing? You spend a million pounds on a left wing. Depends. Depends how you want that position being played. If you want that position being played defensively, you might get a right back and do and play right wing. But if you want it playing physically, you want to get balls into air. You might put a striker out there. True. There's no, there's not the set positions and set rules that. Oh, you signed him as a striker, so now he has to play striker. No, he's going to play where the system dictates. I would Fair. assume. Fair. Martin Miller says all we need now is a defence that doesn't cost him balls. Just, just going on from what Ben said there, you know, Andre Green is a striker. True. So mm. you know, and we play if, if and you know if you if you if you put those three across the front there, that's a hell of a front three, mm. um, or a very threatening front three. Um, certainly, in in uh, given the level that we've had over recent years, so um, I agree with Ben. I, I absolutely agree with Ben. I, I don't think the money is relevant in terms of um, in terms of where he plays or when he plays. I don't I don't think that's important. That it, it's almost a bit of a, just a bit of a, a, a bit of a milestone. That's it. Yeah. We're now getting down to business. Mm. You know? uh, the business is putting the ball in the back of the net from wherever you happen to be on the pitch. Ultimately, uh, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see what Matt Taylor's got in mind. But I'm sure he will have a plan. There is no doubt whatsoever about that. It is a question. How would you best describe our like attacking options now? Because it's almost like it's a it's a floating attack where got... the players are quite interchangeable with different mm-hmm. positions. The only player that isn't really interchangeable is Tom Eves, where he's he is your centre forward. And you know, but yeah, this, may, this maybe Hugo as well. Yeah, this but is one of the issues around, you know? don't they? We we we're trying to we we sat here as non football people, non football coaches. Trying to trying to work out whether it's going to be a four five two or a three five two or a you know a four three three. I know it can't be a four five two. I know that. Give me a minute, that one. I was just going to sneak another one in. You know what I mean? You never know. Technically, you could play four five two. You could play four five two. You could, yeah. yeah. I have another proper sweeper keeper. Um, <laughs> but the bottom, the bottom line is, you know that 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 um, formation changes. Within a game, let alone, um, you know, on the team sheet. So I think we're just we're just sort of speculating here. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. It's a very very positive signing for all the reasons that we've said here. Very positive. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, John mentioned got to feel for X that have lost both of their forwards from last season, haven't they? Yeah, they have. But I think they've still had a, again a great start to the season. Mm. Uh, I think, aren't they? They best so, carry yeah. on that good start because they're in my last man standing for Saturday. <laughs> Um, this sort of brings us on to Saturday, Joy. Scott Price says, "Lexi Hugel dropped. It's not working up front. Let's give it. Let's give the new signing and Green a go up top." Uh, interesting. I take on Hugel. I feel like Hugel's been dug out a lot, and I think people are just seeing Nombe coming, think, "Oh, that's the end of Jordan Hugel." And goodbye, Jordan. Um, but I think he's got a lot of unfair stick this season. The move on sort of a preview. What are your thoughts on Hugel? His role in the team. How important is Hugel's role? Well, I think he had his best game um, this season against Leicester and he was very unfortunate not to get that goal. Um, let's be honest, it's a pain in the arse, isn't it, for defenders? Yeah. You know, whether he's backing into him, chucking himself on the floor, you know, even sort of, you know, his, his shenanigans with the ref and, you know, grabbing his head and, oh, whoa. And it's, it's just a pain in the arse, I would imagine, to play yeah. against. You know, and he has got a, you know, he's been around, he's, he, you know, he's played, don't forget, he's an ex-premiership player as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, he has been around, he's got bags of experience, which is going to, you know, help Nombe along as well, I assume, you know, and, and, and our other strikers. So let's not just write him off. I mean, he only came in January and he was instrumental in that period. Um, you know, those five goals that he got were, you know, kept us up in, in you know, and in, in all honesty, going uh, since then. Yeah, it's not, it's not set the world alight at the start of this season, but perhaps he's one of those players that, you know, needs a little bit of time to get going. And, and you know, the team has been a little bit hit and miss with the, its, its uh, way that it's been made up. It's not necessarily been the same guys in the same position every week. I mean, for example, we've had two people sent off in the first two games, 
you know. Mm. So he's lost on your dimmer for one as well, didn't he? Lost his service from Cafu in another, you know. So those also impact on Hugo's performances mm. as well. And you know, now we've got it, we've got Tihi in, and hopefully he's getting stronger game by game. Yet all these people around him, it's not just Hugo, he's part of a team. And mm. now he's got, you know, we're getting the players back and the players in the team that will support Hugo to get the best out of him, I hope, going forward. That would mm. be the way that I look at it and his role in it. I don't mm. think he's done for with numbers signing. You know, I don't mm. think that's the end of Jordan. It might actually be a rocket for him as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think another point to add to that is, um, would you have dropped Hugo pre-West Brom last season? He's one of his previous clubs. I don't yeah. think you would, would you? Mm. Uh, <laughs> and he's playing one of his previous clubs on Saturday. So, you know, he's going to be, he should be first name on team sheet, quite honestly, because yeah. he is going to be highly, highly motivated to bag a brace again. And if Nombe's got that physicality that we have seen from some of his goals, a Nombe physicality with a Hugo physicality is going to be a nightmare for some defences. If you, if you yeah, get absolutely. both of them playing, uh, it's really difficult for them. Sorry, just very quickly, particularly teams like Norwich, who, who like to play it about and. You know, Pansy about at back with a ball. Great fun. Yeah. Just because they do that don't mean they've got no physicality. They've still got Grant Anley, right? Teams like him. Norwich. Want to see him in an alley with. <laughs> he's, he's my age, Grant Anley, isn't he? Yeah, well, well, they're they're we're going to They have got Shane Duffy. I think Shane Duffy and Ashley Barnes. So there is that physicality in that, in that Norwich team. Definitely, it definitely is there. Um if, if you haven't watched the scouting report, go and watch the scouting report we did with Pinkham, uh, Connor from the Pinkham. Um, he talks about their adaptable style and the David Wagner style. Well, when we were watching Huddersfield two or three years ago, maybe a bit longer ago, it seems like Norwich have built into that style a little bit, which is interesting because that was a very good team to watch Huddersfield uh, at the time. So let's hope they miss that on, miss their uh, miss their mark on Saturday. Um, so Chris Teller says we've got Fred and Appiah on the right, Green and Nombay on the left, and Hugo plus another um, strikers. Yeah, I think that's really good. <laughs> that's a pretty good setup, Danny. And again, moving forward, it gives us options. There is, I think, some, there's been loads of people put the put the put comments tonight saying it gives us options. We can do start in a few different ways. We can make subs. This is this is what cost us seven days, almost seven days ago. We can make those subs in the last 20 minutes to bring a bit of energy on, bring a bit of physicality, bring a bit of know-how on. We've got all that in place in, in certain areas. We still need a couple more players, obviously, but we've got those options finally. Yeah, and I think that's um, really been our, how do you describe it, uh, switch-off moments in games, like the last mm. 20 minutes or so, where you can quite clearly tell everyone's just starting to flag a little bit. And it's from like 70 minutes onwards, and it's like, we could, we could get to 100 minutes, you know, there could be an extra half an hour left. Mm. Um, and we just didn't have the um, the quality level, shall we say, just to all the experience level as well, just to egg on just a little bit in mm. the game. Um, like, I know, as respect to the other players, that's just the situation that we're in. There's a very low appearance margin for the rest of the players that were on the bench, both in Rotherham United shirts and otherwise, in some cases, but. Yeah. Um, the signing of Nombe just puffs it out a little bit. You know, it's like a, a little option on the bench and a little option to rotate because we had a few players go down and we were stuck. Whereas now, I think if we had the same situation, you're just starting to see where the, where the other jigsaw pieces are starting to fit around it now. Um, and I think with another two more, which is what Taylor's hoping for, and maybe the more fringy players leaving, um, I think, I think most people will be happy with that. Mm. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Um, let's just pick up a few other transfer bits of business that we have. Jim McCart has gone out on loan to Barnsley. That happened about half hour before we started recording. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's a very good game on Tuesday from watching the goals back. But that's that's one of those things. JJ Coyote could be again be on his way. Could be on a bit to Barnsley again. Um, and uh, well, that's that's all the outgoings I have the notes at the minute, to be honest with you. If any more outgoings come back to this year, we'll, we'll be probably busy over the next 24 four hours. Um, ben, anything on the car? Uh, it's a tough one because he's not played very much. And when he's played, sometimes he's been quiet, other times he's been poor. He's never, we've never seen a positive from Jamie McCall, which I think is pretty disappointing. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've played count on one hand the amount of times I've seen him play personally. Mm. Not a lot. It's uh, a shame, really. He came in, um, obviously, with Warren and that when um, and we had that great start to the season. Did he go out on loan or did he stay? The end of the season went later on in one league two, didn't he? But it was there at the start. Where it was there until one left, right? Yeah, we barely played. He played. Yeah. If he's played ten times, I'll be surprised to be honest. Yeah, but you know, he came in with that kind of recruitment class, and it's like, you know, he kind of excited, um, thinking he might be turning into something, and it's kind of a shame, really. But I never seen him play well, uh, with all due respect. So I think it's probably best to say what if Barnsley won him. Why not? Mm. It sounds like a good move. It's two minutes away, you don't have to move out. Perfect move, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, eight appearances, apparently, is made for us. Twelve in total in all competitions. Yeah, including the um, League Cups. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think there's a picture of uh, on the cricket field last year with Jamie McCart, Tom Eves and Connor Washington. Um, yeah. Just, just, I just, yeah, that's a contrast to this summer's recruitment, isn't it? It's a, it's a big contrast to that. Um, let's get Why out of the way. What? Why is it? Well, sign those those three players on a free transfer, and then oh, you mean in terms of like how much we spent? Well, now I would argue with the quality is that the new signs have shown already on the pitch as well is a contrast as well. Yeah, but we haven't seen Noom yet or Number Appian Number, whatever his name is. <laughs> I thought it had it was... two O's in it. No, it's one, isn't it? No, it's not. Oh, good, uh, good research. <laughs> <laughs> My mum said Noombe, so I just went with Noombe. That's a, that's a brand of Hoover, isn't it? Is it? Is it an Hoover from Teletubbies? I would argue the sign, other signs that I have played have been, have been a significant upgrade, Ben. But let's stop arguing, because that's what it always descends into when you turn up. Let's get this out of the back. The Miller's desperate for us to have a moan. Uh, it's just 32 minutes in and not a whiff of Tuesday night's debacle yet. Am I allowed to swear on this one? Not really. I mean, make... Okay. <laughs> I, I spoke to the Norwich podcast and I said to them, I have never cared as little about a competitive game in my entire time watching Rotherham United. Mm. I, 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 we, we talked about it on Sunday and we said, well, there's going to be loads of changes and it doesn't matter. We made the changes. I said, look, this doesn't matter. We're going to lose 2 or 3 nil. I don't matter. And he got to 6-1 I don't care. It may as well have been a behind-closed-doors friendly. I don't know why, but I just couldn't have been less engaged in the game itself at all. So, have you come to me because you think I might have been engaged in any way in the League Cup? I mean, if, if anybody's got any engagement on, on that game, let us know. I, look, I, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is to, to, to lose 6-1 to uh, a team in the same division in the Cup is disappointing. Of course. Very disappointing. And it sounds like the performance was very disappointing. Um, I, I, I personally, I was, I was happy. I'm happy that we're out of the, of the competition. I would have preferred it to be quite a little bit less um, comprehensive in the way that we were beaten. Um, and there may possibly be some confidence fallout as a result of it. Um, hopefully not, given the way that we played on Saturday. Um, against Leicester City, um, you know, hopefully, for, for me, it's dead and gone, it's dead and buried, and, and, and I'm glad we're out of the competition, personally. Um, and and I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty much like you, I really don't care. I genuinely, hand on heart, could not care less, which is yeah. a bit 
bad, really, I suppose. It is, but... Would you, would you have really wanted to schlep to Bournemouth midweek exactly. as well? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been so bad for you, Joe. It'd be a lot closer for you, wouldn't it? But still, still a tough it journey. It would take me about three hours to get to Bournemouth from here. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> There's a few people come out saying they call it embarrassing. Um, Phil says, really, guys, if you if we'd won the game, you'd be singing our praises. I don't think I would, to be honest. Don says losing the game in the manner is one thing to defeat is more worry rather than the scoreline. Yeah, but you look at the lineup. You've got Sean Morrison, who I don't think plays well in the back four. We play the back four. You've got Cameron for his playing in the central midfield position. He's a central half. You've got Talaja Bola, who is basically our third choice left back, playing right back. You've got a 19-year-old kid who's never started a competitive game in EFL football starting up front. You've got a midfield that I just didn't recognise. Um, Appiah players first came back in England in I don't know how long. And you've got Stoke, who've had one of the best windows of anybody out of the, in the Championship at the minute, who've got a great second eleven. Uh, Joy, anything to add on the game? Because I think we've covered it pretty comprehensively and our feelings on it. Well, I mean, that is the thing, isn't it? I mean, it was like half a team one half and half a team the second half, it seemed. Yeah. I mean, because I assume it's like most cup games, you've got to have a certain number of people uh, in your team who've played in the league as well. I'm mm-hmm. making an assumption there. So, obviously, it had to have uh, people in, but it were um, square pegs in round holes, as you said, Matt, you know, and like... Uh, it was like nobody seemed to be bothered. I mean, yes, the the scoreline was a bit disgusting, but yeah, I think a lot of us felt meh at the end of the day. Mm. You know, um, yeah, yeah, the scorelines. You know, and, and I think from what I hear in Matty Taylor's press, he wasn't happy. You know, I mean, no. he actually came out and said basically some guys are never going to see uh, action in this team again. <laughs> you know, was my impression of what it reading between the lines. Uh, and, you know, and lo and behold, people are, are leaving, aren't they? Mr. McCart, who played on Tuesday, is no longer with us. So whom will be the next out the door? Mr. Bowler, possibly. Mr. McGooking, mm. probably. You know, and I think that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um I mean, John Mel says, winners a squad, Matt loses a squad. Yeah, that's right. If you listen to Matt Taylor post-game, from what he was saying, it didn't seem to want on some of those players that are playing. So I think it's all I think it can also use it as a as a positive but to bring players in, to be honest. Showing we need the players. The thing is, the most important thing, the most important thing for this football club is to stay in the championship this this season. And the last thing that we need is injuries. For, for key players from games that have no benefit to us, you know they have no, they have little financial benefit to us, and ultimately, as far as in terms of gauging the season at the end of it, have no benefit to us. What's important is that we maintain a strong squad for the league, and we can't. For me, you know, coming out of that on on Tuesday night. I, Without any any key injuries, and I mean, we need to come on to Tommy's. We need to discuss Tommy's very sh- uh, while we're while we're on the subject. Um, to come out of that, we know injuries to key players is is the only thing, the only thing that really I, I'm I'm happy about. The rest of it, I, 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 it's, it's opinions in it again. And I know people in the comments yeah. are saying, you know, we, if we'd won, we'd have we'd have been singing the praises. I, I personally wouldn't. I didn't want to win because then we've got another game. We've got another game in addition to the league games, and the league is so important to us this season. Mm. Yeah. Um, Jan Bieber says, you may or may notice that teams that go on have good season often perform in other competitions. Rotherham United have a terrible, terrible history in cup competitions, excluding Papa John's in 20, whenever it was, 2022, whatever it was. Mm. We have a horrendous cup competition. FA Cup's an embarrassing record. League Cup's not very good either. The I think he's right in certain clubs to kind of have good, good cup runs and good seasons, but they have never impacted Rotherham United ever in my in my time watching this club. I think one one the um the Papa John's win uh, two seasons ago, the only time we've done well in the league and in the cup in the same season. There you go, exactly. It, it, it seems because the last time we won the uh, the AFL trophy, we won it and finished like sixteenth. It's stupid. I one, think off the top of my head, and then. With FA Cup and stuff, you're going back to the 50s to when we've last done well in the league and the yeah. cup. 
you know, it, I think our priority is really just to solidify in whatever league we are, and that seems to be our mindset, solidifying the league, and then maybe we can have a cup run uh, mm. when we're in the second tier. Because um, the EFL Trophy is the only competition we've progressed through during a, a good um, lower league season as well, if you like League 1 and 2 will be in lower league, if you like. Because it seems to be we never got beyond third round FA Cup, even when we've entered it at that stage or progressed to that stage, and we've never gone beyond second round EFL Cup either. So we tend to be like, we'll leave them once with the teams that are actually bothered about winning them, you know, mm. and we'll concentrate on ourselves. But the one cup we might have a crack at winning, at least recently, we've sort of gone, eh, why not? We'll have a go, see where we see where it takes us. Um, but I think that is also a good sort of a good mentality to have because it shows like we're in it for the long slog and not just the cup competition that pops up occasionally. You know, it becomes like its own little headache, I suppose, doesn't it? But a cup run might be nice at some point, but I would I would rather solidify in the league first and then have a do at a, a cup. You know, maybe try for the fifth, <laughs> fifth round FA Cup for one. All trying to be nice. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you never know, it might happen this season. Right. Wait until January to find out. Can dream. Um... But if you mentioned on Tommy's, yeah, I mentioned the Tommy situation. There was a worrying moment on Tuesday where he had some uh, medical attention post game. Everything that Matt Taylor talked about all being in the clear, gone to the hospital for some checks. It appears to be some uh, essentially muscle spasm, which is which I can imagine is a terrifying muscle spasm to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, that gives you chest pains. But thankfully, Tommy was okay. Uh, I think he is in contention. Assuming he stays at the club, uh, he's scheduled to be in contention for, uh, for Saturday. Which is, is good news. It's, I think is a useful boy to have a, have around the club, assuming uh, assuming he is he is here. Um, Benneth, finally, I'll give you a last shout because you've been very quiet on the cup competition. To make it quick, anything to add? No, nah, I think everyone covered it. <laughs> I haven't got anything to add. Cool. That's well. That's, uh, you've been really you've been good tonight, Ben. Thank you very much. Been, <laughs> um, I'll have first crack at Saturday then, Ben. Uh, what, what do you want to see in terms of what we obviously less points, ignoring Stoke. We've had a really good performance at the weekend. Um, we've added to that squad. We maybe had two or three more tomorrow. Um, how you, are you feeling? Positive? Are you worried because Norwich start's been so good? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm worried. Uh, I mean, it, what's it been? Three games. Three league games. Five now. This will be five. Four, four league games. I mean, you can't really class that as a good or bad start, in my opinion. It's four games. I mean, two of them games, I think we should have won. I think we should have beat Leicester and I think we should have beat uh, Blackburn. So, we should be on six points, in my opinion. And then that's classed as a good start. So, uh, I wouldn't really class them as having a good start. But, I don't know, mate. It's football. Anything can happen. I think we'll win. I'm confident. I'm confident. Always confident at home, though. So yeah, same here. To go off that. You end the end of the sentence with the positive, with a bit of nugget of white wisdom there, Ben. Very good. <laughs> um, Freezy Josh Sargent missing for Saturday yeah, again. Something I spoke we spoke to Connor about the scan report is Josh Sargent, who is a Premier League player. To be honest with you, um, he has been crucial to them, and and he's injured for this week and for many weeks ahead. Um, and that's look, mate. You got to play these teams. We've all got to play these teams twice. We all know that we all know how it works. But if you can play a team who are disrupted, who have one of their better players injured for the first time in a while, bearing in mind their start, how good their start has been, mm-hmm. that is a that is a big plus for us. That a player like Josh Sargent's not playing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is absolutely. Um, and it, you know, we we. He is a dangerous player, despite being American. He's, he's still a dangerous player, which is, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're getting better at football. They're getting better at football. So I understand, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, so seriously, it's that is a benefit for us, obviously. Um, I've, I've noticed on their um, their Twitter uh, account, Norwich City, the, the quote from the manager is that we know all about Rotherham United. We know all about them, the big, physical, direct side. Um so I'm not entirely sure. Oh, they've worked us out. Oh, I, no. I, mean, I mean, to be fair, um, they might want to have a uh, have a look at their scouts, perhaps. They might be watching. <laughs> because well, well, we'll have to wait. I mean, I mean that. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, hopefully they turn up on Saturday with that attitude, 
happy days, you know, uh, because when they, I, I'm pretty sure, and I, this might come back to buy me on backside. I hope it doesn't, but um, you know, come come half past five on Friday on Saturday afternoon when they're driving out of New York Stadium in the fancy coach, they'll know they've been in the game. Um, they may or may not have three points in the back pocket. I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that they won't. Um, but they will know that they've been in a game and it won't be because they've been, you know, sort of bullied off the pitch. Um, I mean, they will have, but there'll be some... I disagree with that. I, I think we are a physical team. Well, much we're not. less so now. Much it's less not, so now. It's not, necessarily the, it's not necessarily the physicality that I'm, uh, I'm talking about. It's the direct uh, long ball well, team that... Um, I said this to you. I said, I, I think we are. You look at every time Victor gets the ball, it's long. There's nothing wrong with it. We're more direct than other teams. The, the point the point I would make is there's a lot more football being played on the deck in the midfield than there ever has been yeah. uh, for, yeah, well, for a long, long time. Uh, still more direct than any other club, I would say. Yeah, well, I, I'm not necessarily going to agree with that, but there you go. Okay. We can we can carry that on on Saturday in the pre on the, over a pre-match pint. <laughs> Yeah. Um, John Rells mentions their number ten. Ashley Barnes, I think. Oh, I think is their number ten. Is a is a wonderful player. Is a is a very good player. Uh, Anonymous says we've got to shut down John Rowe as well. He's been instrumental for me. Yeah, John Rowe has five in five. Never heard of the guy before the season. Um, and he scored five goals in five games, which is obviously very very impressive for for, for a team like Norwich. Who you expect to have sort of ready made Ashley Barnes type players who are ready to go. They're already ready. It's unusual for them to sort of. He's used to their academy, so it's unusual to sort of see that. Um, Joy, what again? Let's talk about sort of formation. We had comment question, so I can't remember put it. So apologies. But formation wise, what do you want? What do you what do you want to see? I suppose as we all start. What, what do you want to see from them in terms of how we will set up? Well, at home, like most people, I just don't want to see one at the top. Mm. Um, it's going to be difficult actually to think what formation we're likely to put out because we don't know uh, what personnel we're going to have by five o'clock tomorrow do it or 11 o'clock tomorrow whenever it is so i mean what we've been playing recently is sort of three five one one isn't it sort of, sort of yeah. three five two um and the thing is because we've got a lot more versatility in the team we can mm. swap and change as the game changes, haven't we? Because mm. we uh, was yeah. it on against Leicester? We started with the back three and ended with the back four, you know. Um, so it, it, it's 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 going to be difficult to sort of assess what formation is going to be put be put out there. I think it depends a on personnel uh, and and b what they've been practicing. Obviously today, uh, this week at Roundwood, you know. Um, but it seems to me we seem to be starting with the three at the back and then a mixture of, of, of midfield and attacking options. Yeah. Mm. Is he going to put yeah. Hugo and Nambay on together? You know, is Fred going to be on there? Is Andre Green going to be playing? Is one of them going to drop down to the bench? Is mm. Appiah going to be involved? You know, yeah. what's happening with the left side defence, which has been a little bit dodgy, uh, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That number has come in. Everyone's spent all the cash on him. It's going to be whoever you take out. It's going to be harsh on because Yugo's was good last week. Andy Dimner's been fantastic, and Andre Green's not done much wrong. So one of those you would assume is going to have to make way. So one of them is going to be pretty harshly done by whoever drops out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think sort of the, the the further back a bit, like midfield backwards, it's sort of, we sort of know roughly what's mm. going to happen unless someone's picked up a little niggle or the ones who are out injured. Always sign three players. Yeah, always, always sign a, midf- a midfielder, a defender and, you know, another centre-half or something. But I think it is going to be victory in goal. Um, Lemmikisa, Humphreys, Blackett and probably Bramall across that back line. Again, signings pending. Um Tyhe, Rathbone, and Cathy in midfield, and then, like you just said, Matt, the headache really comes with the front line. Mm. Um, I mean, we saw against um, against Leicester that Onyedimma was quite proactive across the front line. You know, sometimes he was stood out next to Green, other times he was out on the right hand side. So maybe he could be that player that's in behind the front two and plays across that line. Potentially, which then could open the door to a front two, 
could even be Nombay and Hugel up top together or Hugel and Green as you more um, striker-based attackers, if you like, with Onyedema just behind him running his arse off effectively. Or will they come back in with the front three? Will it be the same front three as against uh, Leicester? Will Nombe even start? Will they be off the bench? You see where I'm going with this? It's a real headache, isn't it? Um, You're not a clue. No, basically, <laughs> I, I, I haven't got a Scooby, mate. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Hopefully, Matt Taylor's got a Scooby about it, being the football manager. Um, but from my perspective, no idea. We'll just wait and see what happens on Saturday and go, all right, fair enough. Yeah, um, Phil but says I'm confident be... in all of them. That's the good thing. I'm confident in all of them. Yeah, uh, no, Phil says non friend Green. He's a much more mobile front line, which I think it is. That's one thing that Hugo lacks massively is, is his mobility. Um, Mike Vanilla really is stirring the pot tonight. He says, Does anybody <laughs> think that Victor hasn't quite hit the consistent heights of last season? Uh, anybody, yeah, I do. You yeah, do think he has hit the height, so you don't. No, I don't think he has yet. No. I think the thing, the thing with Victor, he set the bar very, very, very high last season. Um, and whilst he's not had masses to do this this season, except that we uh, we have conceded quite a few goals, few of them have been his fault. But yeah, I think I think he's got to got some got some room for improvement. Early season, so early in the season, his figures are not stacking up the way they did last season in terms of save percentages, etc. Um, but I, I am not. Con- it's not that something that I'm particularly concerned about. You know, he's no. absolute quality, um, and I think, like like we said, I think the one of the I can't remember which which game it was now. One of the the Sunderland goal, the first Sunderland goal, I think he'd be disappointed with. Albeit it would have been a wonderful save if he managed to keep it out. Um, I think he, he himself, given the standard that he's set, um, will be disappointed in it. In it, but uh, I think he's got a lot more to come, Victor, uh, this season without a doubt. Yeah, I think that's fair. He has got a lot more to come in his career than mine this season. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And and he's and he's off to play for Sweden. Uh, he's got his call for Sweden. Yeah. Um, McGuckin also got his call for the under-21s of Northern Ireland as well, which is good for him as well. Um, less international than we have had in the past, isn't it? And now Chio's gone. Now Connor mm. Washington's gone. Berg is injured. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shelley says, Freddie's scoring our goals at the minute. He surely has to play. Probably. Mm. Probably so. Um, right, shall we do some predictions? Uh, let's get some predictions in the bank. Benjamin, Mr. Positive tonight, what do you reckon? 3-0 loss. Sorry. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. Us? Yeah. OK. I'll go next. I, I, I'm going to have gone 2-1 as well. Um, Michael? Um, I'm going to stick with my 2-0 prediction because Victor's going to definitely going to keep a clean sheet at some stage of the season and why not make it Saturday? And um, I, I think we'll bag a couple of goals. I mean, that's just a ridiculous thing to say, isn't it? I know it is, given Norwich to start, but I'm sticking with it. Okay, no worries. Danny? Um, I can see a cheeky 1-0 today, lads. I, 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 I can really... Yeah, Saturday. Uh, yeah, my head's all over the place. <laughs> um, I, I, do, I do think it could be a 1-0. I think Norwich may come into this game and, look at it and just go, well, Leicester have beat, have beat them semi-comfortably. We're just behind them. You know, we should beat them comfortably anyway. Uh, and we might surprise them, you know, depending on who we bring in and and how the team gels with potentially a different striker. Um, we may surprise them, I think. And I'm not saying it'll be like Stoke away last season where we smash and grab and cling on for dear life. I think we will give Norwich a game um, and they'll grow more frustrated and we may sneak a goal and win 1-0. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. And Joy, what are your thoughts? Um, I think it'll be 2-1 either way, to be honest. I can see it being either way because they've had a reasonable start. Um, but oh, let's be positive. Let's go 2-1 to us. I like it. I like style. Um, this is not relevant to anybody. This I've been using this green book to write our score predictions in for several, for a long time. I've now run out of pages. I've scored <laughs> score predictions. And just to give you an idea of how long I've had this book for, one of the first names on here is Jamal Blackman. <laughs> so oh, it's been in use for a couple of years. So 
this is a very new book. Um, but yeah, boring that for you. Um, Harvey Kelwick says 1 1. Ian Beaver says 3 1 to the Millers. Jamie says 3 1. John Morell, really with his Birmingham hat on, says 4 0 to Rotherham. Um, <laughs> John says 4 2 to Norwich. Damon Cowan says 2 1 to, to, to the Millers, as does Powermap as well. Uh, and so does Phil. There we go. Anything else that we need to talk about tonight? Any rumours, transfer rumours? I haven't heard any names. I don't know if anybody else has. I've yeah. just seen that comment that Paul Davis has put out about Rathburn's uh, mm. contract. Quite, quite uh, queries. Yeah, Fingers of course. Crossed. That's that's a really good one. That to get mm. you sign a million pound player and then you sign all the Rathburn to hope for another three, at least another three years. I don't think that's a bad week, is it? If that comes through, um, yeah. we will probably be back tomorrow, Mick and Danny. Um, it's deadline day tomorrow. Um, the yellow tie is ready to go. Just need to iron my shirt, and then then we have the full outfit. I don't know if Mick's ready for it. Um, I may still be in my work clothes, depending on time. Check the yellow tie with you. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's going to look great funny, that. Me in a black T-shirt and wearing a yellow tie. What's that for, Danny? It's deadline day, isn't it? Deadline day. <laughs> it's like at Christmas you wear festive clothes. It's essentially a festive piece of clothing. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so we will back. It'll probably be the later time, probably after 9 o'clock, um, just to pick up any signs we have made um, or any signs we will make. If there, say we'll do it. Same, same we did in January transfer window. Where if there is a signing going to happen, we will probably stay up and talk about it and wait for the sign to come through and try not to break it before the club this time, like we did with Keener, um, which was awkward. Um, but yeah, we liked it like that. Ben, might even you you be joining us? Be gracing your opinion, your, your facial hair be joining us again? I doubt it. Yeah, better things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Um, but yeah, we will we will we'll see what happens. Uh, Spotshed, Donald Donald says we're doing a midnight podcast. Could, well, we, uh, we're doing, but we won't. Probably not. Mick won't be. Able, Mick, we're too drunk to do a midnight. I, I can't stay up that late. Way past my bedtime. That. What time does the transfer window shut? Half eleven. 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 Yeah, no, eleven. But you can have that weird hours extension. Yeah. Can't you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, fun times. Yeah, we will be back, and then obviously we've got Saturday of the game. With the, we'll do obviously the instant reaction, which will be out Saturday evening. If anybody watching wants to come on the instant reaction, that is open. That's not something that's sort of a closed shop. If you're around, if you go to a game on Saturday, and we we always do it by the uh, the board with the name. What's it called? Where you put the names on uh, the, the memorial wall. The wall with the memorial wall. Uh, we were around there after after kickoff after after kickoff. Head's gone today. Um, post game. So if you if you want to be on it or you want to take part, let us know, uh, and we will we will we'll have you aboard the, the show. Um, Damon Coward says we need to sack Ben or send him out on loan. Uh, we'll see if there's any Wednesday podcasts that need a a young future professional sports person. Uh, and Jan Bieber says Ben is what makes this podcast. That is disappointing okay. to hear because Ben's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thanks. sure we're going back out on loan very shortly, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> probably. Um, yeah. So thank you all, viewers. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and like the video. Give this video a thumbs up if you are so watching. Make sure you check out the scouting report from Connor from the Pinken, um, which is again on YouTube. Like the video, and, and that's on there as well. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you may be listening, please make sure you have subscribed to wherever that may be and give us a five star rating. If your provider allows you to do so, like I said, we'll see you tomorrow if you're going to be with us. If not, we'll be back Sunday. And we have a plan or two for the international break, which may or may not come to pass, but we have a plan, which will be good if it comes through. Bear with us on that one. Um, Benjamin, thank you for being with us tonight. Your insight and positivity has been a shining beacon tonight. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> Joy, thank you very much for being with us. It's a pleasure. No problems. Danny, thank you very much, mate, and I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, always a pleasure. Hope to see you tomorrow. I am going to push work to ask our sports news on as much as I can. Um, but yeah, hopefully see you after about 10 o'clock, lads. Yeah, brilliant. And everybody get your notifications over Rotherham United Twitter account tomorrow. Because mm. hopefully there will be up to three signings on one day. That'll be 
incredible if that comes through. So, yeah, get those on. And Mick, you sure day off tomorrow, isn't it? It is indeed. I'm going out shopping, yellow tie shopping. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, get excited, everybody. <laughs> it's a yellow tie day. Um, <laughs> Stop. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Me, I'm saying. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you all next time. And up the Millers. Up the Millers. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. Oh. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box to Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! No! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.